Hi, this is Wendy, and it is the Breezeway Podcast. Uh, And basically, it's because the person responsible for me even doing this or being able to talk about health and well-being was my daughter, Bree. She was the instigator. uh, Health, uh, changing to a plant-based diet gave her an extra 32 years of life, quality life at that. She wasn't on any medications or, um, you know, she saw a doctor once a year for a checkup because it was required by one of the agencies. And her mom isn't on anything. I am not on any medications whatsoever. I work a 40-hour week where I'm on my feet running around all the time at uh, a food co-op. So um, I am very thankful to her because I have a very good quality of health and well-being because of this little girl who touched my life and I was graced with to be in her presence for almost 37 years. And I think about, you know, this, this podcast is all about taking what she taught me, what I learned to keep her alive and healthy Uh, and taking all that knowledge and giving it to other people. And I see how necessary it is because in the work I've been doing, actually, I was going to say for the last five months, but really uh, when my daughter passed away, I did several different jobs, and then I went to Canada for six months and wrote a cookbook, Breezeway Cookbook, about how I cooked for my daughter so that any other person, actually any other person, it doesn't have to be the child, a special needs child, could, those were the recommendations that I followed with Brie and that uh, the recommendations that uh, Michikushi, the head of macrobiotics, gave uh, for her, for how, for the directions for how I was to cook for her and the different types of recipes and the different types of ways I was to cook. So I wanted to put it all down so if anybody wanted it or needed it, uh, it would be somewhere where they could get it in book form. So after that, I looked after an Alzheimer's patient for six months, her last six months of life. And that was a real eye-opener because they're saying now that uh, anybody uh, at 85 Uh, half of those people will be Alzheimer's, affected with Alzheimer's. So all of these diseases are increasing. I think I might have mentioned before, but in case I didn't, in 1960, 4% of the total population had chronic disease. Today, 46% of the children have chronic disease. I personally think this is a very, very serious situation. Children are supposed to be our future, and we're basically saying that 50% of them are chronically sick, which doesn't give us much of a future. And this doesn't need to be. uh, I mean, uh, my life with my daughter proved it. Proved it to me. And um, so, and to my own self. And so working in a food co-op, I'm seeing so many hurting people. I mean, seriously, hurting people. Uh, My life with my daughter for almost 37 years 
we lived in a very healthy environment and healthy food. Uh, you know, my priority, and we lived at poverty level, but my priority during that time was a roof over our head, a rental, a good rental, and uh, the quality of the food. So yeah, I bought all organic and I cooked all of it from scratch for her. But, you know, we never went on vacation unless it was to uh, a family, you know, somewhere uh, that a family owned or visiting family, so it didn't cost us anything. Um, never went out to supper or movies or anything unless uh, a friend invited me. So uh, very good at buying furniture and clothes at thrift, sto thrift stores and uh, yard sales. So uh, it was a simple, but it was a very healthy life. And um, so I didn't get to see the pain that's out here in the world, the physical pain, the emotional pain. And it's coming out of my world with my daughter and seeing that is heart-wrenching and so very sad. And there are, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I always quote what the father of medicine said, you know, 2,000 years ago. Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine. And during this whole, the years with my daughter and my years of learning and studying, Thank goodness I am an avid reader. I am studying to this day. I'm learning stuff that I wish I had known when my daughter was alive because I knew it would up the quality of her life even more. So now the scientists, which is very interesting, now all of a sudden the scientists are saying exactly what Hippocrates said because of the microbiome, which is our whole stomach. Actually, our microbiome is our whole body. There's good and bad bacterias. And how to nourish the good ones, which we need to survive and uh, eliminate the, the bad ones. And so now they're saying exactly what I've been doing for years, you know, that the food is the starting place, your gut. And you know, your gut and your brain are made from the same tissue in utero. They come from the same tissue and they look alike. So um, they even call your gut or your stomach the second brain. So it is responsible. It's responsible for over 70% of your immune system is formed in your gut. So, you know, we don't want to look at how important food is, but food is very important. And uh, your quality of life and how healthy you are is you are what you eat. This is not just um, uh, a funky saying. This is a truth. You are what you eat. And all the processed foods that our society, people are eating. Uh, then there's all the things that people don't recognize. You know, everybody has have heavy metal toxicity between the aluminums, in aluminum foil and uh, aluminum cooking pans, aluminum in deodorants, um, you know, radiation every time you fly, x-rays you've taken, CAT scans you've taken, um, mercury. Mercury is in uh, pharmaceutical drugs. It's in uh, vaccines. It's in your mercury fillings in your teeth if you haven't gotten them out. 
fortunately, I got them out in the late 90s. It took me a long time, five years, but at least I did it. I could only afford to go. I'd have to save up every time to go and get them taken out. Um, so the mercury, I mean, these are heavy metals. And then there's the stuff that's sprayed on your lawn, wherever you are. I mean, I was renting a place that it was sprayed on without my notice. And that evening, my dog was throwing up and my daughter was having seizures. Uh, because of a reaction to what they sprayed on the lawn. I went out and looked at the little sign, and oh, one of the, you look at those little yellow signs that they hide at the corner of the property because they have to, they have to post it, but they put it somewhere where no one's going to look at it. And one of the ingredients was, um, I think it's called 2D4. Well, 2D4 uh, was one of the chemicals in Agent Orange. And then the company will say, well, we put very little. Well, who wants even a minuscule amount of something that was in Agent Orange? So, you know, your dogs walk on your grass, your kids walk on the grass. Everybody thinks nothing of it because they can't see it. I actually had to go to the local library who was getting their lawn sprayed and uh, inform them, and I was made fun of until I went to the board of directors and wrote down what I knew and I researched about uh, these lawn chemicals and they changed it. They changed it to at least a better form but still not the best. And this stuff in other countries people would use hazmat suits and people are putting it around their condos and their apartment buildings and um, and then they don't realize when they get cold symptoms or headaches or like my daughter starts having seizures or my dog throwing up they don't relate it to, well, there's just been a whole spraying of your lawn in your area. So, you know, I go, there's so much that, you know, that's just the pesticides, the fungicides, uh, the herbicides, the heavy metals in so many different things. You know, every time you wrap food in aluminum foil, every time you get food that's served in aluminum foil, that's aluminum that can leach into you. All those soft plastic bottles that you drink water out of, that plastic, especially the soft one, is leaching into the water. So, you know, I'm going, there's a lot of toxicity. And then there's the detergents you use. You know, if you're not using good detergents that are scent free, you know, most of those laundry detergents have carcinogenics in it, cause cancer. You know, and uh, those house sprays that people use instead of just cleaning your house, they're all affecting you. The things you plug into the wall with the wonderful fake scents, they're affecting you. On and on, dish soaps, the body care products you use, you know, uh, if they're not paraben free, you know, any of the commercial ones that have all kinds of chemicals in them. And women, I mean, they're using it on their eyes and their lips and you know, you, there are healthy alternatives. You know, at our food co-op, we have healthy alternatives. Shampoos, body lotions, there are healthy alternatives. And But all of this load, your body can only take so much. Even the heavy metals, you know, those you can inherit through birth. They, they, that's, that's your genetic inheritance that's dangerous because... You know, they say genetics is only responsible for, I think it's 5 to 10% of whatever disease uh, you've been diagnosed with. But 
with food, you can turn off those genetics, those bad genetics. So, uh, you know, food and lifestyle are so, so very important. And, you know, so where do you start? You know, it's a crazy world sort of thing. Where do I start? And uh, when I first, you know, thank God for my daughter because uh, the only thing I knew I had control over was to make our, our little space, wherever we were renting, as clean and safe as possible and to give her the best food that I knew possible. And as I learned more, I did better. You know, as you know, as you know better, you do better. So, um, you know, but we, I never, you know, I cleaned up, you know, I had a laundry detergent that was, you know, non-toxic. I had dish soap that was non-toxic. Uh, I didn't have any fake sprays or anything. If I did anything at all, it was really good essential oil diffused, you know, but a good quality one, which you always have to check because there's very uh, few uh, regulations on essential oils. So anybody can say 100% when it's not. So you got to, you know, I had to learn which ones I trusted. Uh, you know, like doTERRA is a good one and uh, Rocky Mountain essential oil seems to be pretty good. Uh, Young Living's pretty good, but those are networking, but Rocky Mountain isn't. Uh, I'm, I think Revive is pretty good. Still have to check them out a little bit more, but I would use frankincense and myrrh on my daughter. I'd make a foot cream with a good coconut oil, like skinny coconut oil, skinny, skinny and company. It's a mom who was a doctor and her two sons. And um, I like that one a lot. Uh, the pH is strong on it. And so I'd make up my own um, uh, foot creams for her because I'd massage her feet every night, 10 minutes a foot, and her back. Um, so this can be done. You can do this. It's not that difficult. Toothpaste, you know, healthy toothpaste. I get a Himalayan, from the Himalayan company, I get one that's really nice. There's an Ayurvedic one, another Ayurvedic one that's really good. Uh, and I'm careful for any companies that have been bought out by bigger conglomerates because uh, they just uh, want to hit every market and I, I look at the quality of their product going down. Uh, I love family-owned companies. Like my miso is from a great South River miso out of Massachusetts, family owned. They make their miso the traditional Japanese way. You know, so I mentioned miso because that's one thing you can start looking at is having uh, you know, a bowl of miso soup every day. Miso soup will help take radiation out of your body. And it's, um, you know, you never boil the miso, you put it in at the very end. Uh, but it's it's a it's a probiotic. It's a fermented food. So, you know, thinking about where do you begin? I mean, it's of course you don't see all these toxins that are going around, but your body's being affected by them. And so your microbiome, your whole gut, you know, all of these things that are happening to your gut. You know, like everybody, the doctors I'm hearing and listening to and the stuff I'm reading the top three things that they ask to eliminate are all dairy products 
uh, all dairy, all gluten. And so even if you're not sensitive to gluten, the, the wheat has become so uh, depleted over years and years and years that uh, now it's just the, the whole idea of the leaky gut. So let me think here. It was the, the dairy, gluten. Of course, my mind is going blank on it. I do this every day, and I'm thinking a mile a minute with the different information. But it'll pop up. It'll pop, pop back up. So the dairy. When I'm talking about dairy, I'm talking about cheese. You know, so if I were to sit down with somebody, because I am qualified as a macrobiotic teacher and counselor, so I'm sitting down with someone the first time, and, you know, there's, unless you've got a chronic situation like my daughter, I mean, I changed overnight with my daughter, because I had to, you know, we were already uh, probably three years into her life, and she was given five years, so <coughs> I, had to, I had to hit the ground running. So you want to take out dairy. So what I mean by dairy, milk, uh, all milks, cheese. Cheese, it takes 10 pounds of milk to make one pound of cheese. So cheese is highly concentrated. Your cream, your butters, your ice creams, your whey powders. You know, the big thing on whey powders, that's... Anything that has the uh, milk protein casein in it is dairy. Um, trying to think of anything else. Your sour cream, your cottage cheeses, your yogurts. Those are all dairy. All of them are dairy. And really, you know, whether we want to admit it or not, uh, uh, cow's milk is made for baby calves. And you have no idea to keep a, a, a cow lactating, uh, what it has to go through to provide you with milk and dairy unnaturally uh, is, is not, not uh, pleasant for the cow. I used to love dairy before I started this whole lifestyle. I would have been on, if you had to send me to a desert island, I would have asked for lots of good books and dairy. I would have been happy, but... Um, I see how destructive it is to healing. Eggs also. You know, everybody's buying eggs and they think free range, but eggs will really impede your healing. You know, and they're both very, very mucousy. So it, it's clogging up the system. It's going to become more and more known as time goes on. So, um, the, so the wheat, the eggs, the dairy... If you could stop those. And, you know, compared to when I started years ago, it's really easy. Uh, you have lots of alternatives now. You have tons of uh, plant-based milks. You have coconut ice creams that are beyond delicious. You have replacements for mayonnaise, uh, veganaise. Excellent, excellent. I've made potato salads. Nobody knows the difference. Actually, some people love my potato salads more than any other potato salad. So I don't use mayonnaise with eggs in it. I use one that doesn't have it, veganaise. You can have cheesecakes that are dairy-free, gluten-free. Daya makes one. Have it in your freezer. Uh, there are uh, all kinds of cream cheeses. 
There are all kinds of diamakes, all kinds of uh, dairy-free, gluten-free cheeses. You also have butters that are dairy-free. Balance makes uh, a great one. New Balance makes a great one. So does, uh, I think it's Nikitos makes one. Um, there are uh, cashew-based yogurts. Daya also makes a coconut cream yogurt. I'm just thinking off the top of my head, different alternatives you have now. So um, there's really nothing. Daya makes a, a pizza, uh, gluten-free, dairy-free. There really is, you have alternatives for that transition time. And there is a transition time, definitely is a transition time when, um, you know, as you change, your taste buds are going to change. If you've been used to processed foods, they're specifically made addictive for you to come back. They're specifically made for that. You know, dairy, the protein in dairy is very, very addictive. It's made for the baby calf to come to the mother and suckle. Um, so it, and human, human milk is the same way. So it does take time, but I got to tell you, uh, it was about seven months after I eliminated all dairy, it felt like a claw of a, a big cloud just lifted from the top of my head and I got this clarity. But these will all impede healing. And, you know, the China study, a book by um, Colin Campbell, uh, he's a nutritionist out of, I believe, Hardberg. You know, that whole study proved that dairy uh, was related to cancer. So it's addictive, but you have choices. You have plenty of excellent choices nowadays. So I don't think it's that hard to do. And it's a good way to start looking at your health so I'm thinking of just think about those three things you know the dairy the gluten and the eggs Odo's makes a wonderful gluten-free bread it comes in these squares for sandwiches it comes in bagels a little toasted a little bit and it's excellent and uh, there are many other gluten-free breads but please look that they don't have eggs because there's a whole bunch that, yeah, they're gluten-free, but they still have eggs in them. And be careful of a lot of, lot of the gluten-free products. The processed ones are heavy on the sugar. So, you know, it's better to just keep food simple. And I'll get the, you know, this is a whole lifestyle change. I'll get into it with time. So for today, I just want to talk about, uh, start looking at your household in general as far as, cleaning up your your the things that you use on your body remember that your skin <clears throat> absorbs everything and it's the largest organ so things absorb right through your pores so think about looking at you know all body products that are cleaner you know and any health food store or food co-op will have those choices for you cleaning all your cleaning products all that stuff under your sink you know so much of it's toxic and in your laundry room, so much of this toxic so that stuff is in your clothes that you wear next to your body. That's going to, when your body heats up, it's all going to outgas more. Look at wearing natural fibers like cottons and wools and linens um, and not polyesters that are just gases. They're plastics that are outgassing and outgas more, you know, when it heats up. Your sheets, look at 100% cotton sheets 
or 100% flannel sheets, flannel is cotton, because <clears throat> your poly cottons and your polyester sheets, that's just a gas. When it heats up with your body on it, it's just outgassing that plastic that you're breathing in and absorbing. So these are all things that slowly start to look at how you are in control of your home, your home environment, and you can start there and start with okay you know eliminating those top three foods and then we're going to talk about bringing in some healthy alternatives and um you know there's not enough time today but at least if you you know look at your clothes and you know what do you have that's polyester you know to get rid of and look for your natural fibers and hey i did it thrift stores you know you i get great name brand clothes at thrift stores you know, this past winter, I got four or five cashmere sweaters in perfect condition for $20 each. So it is possible. It definitely is. Where there's, where there's a will, there's a way. So start looking at your environment. And, um, you know, if you're happy with your health and happiness uh, and you like what's going on, well, you know, the, the whole idea is if if you like what you've got, keep doing what you've been doing, you know, yesterday. Because, you know, what you do today, the results of are tomorrow. You know, what you did yesterday, you're experiencing today. So if you're, you're not happy, you know, if you're on medications of any kind, something's wrong. You know, something needs to be changed. If you have aches and pains, something needs to be changed. You're in control of that. And you can, you know, start to look at your environment and look at what you're eating and start making changes, you know, big or small. I had to make them big, but hopefully they're really small for you. But you start changing up the quality of what comes into your house and what comes into your body. And it will change. You know, you will see and... You know, 90 days, your blood changes. So I always say 90 days to give it a chance. But look at these things as not short-term, but as long-term, good quality changes for a good life. And the best thing to do is preventative. I mean, work now for a healthy elder age to be healthy as you age and not to be incapacitated physically or mentally in some way. There's no need. There's no need to be. And um, it's been proven over and over and over again. So just some food for thought on where to start. And um, next time we'll get into even more. But start to look at uh, improving, the envir improving your environment. And seriously look at, at taking out those three top foods. Look at your labels. Go to the store. You know, if it doesn't say sea salt, if it just says salt, you know, question it. Now, canned soups are high in salt, and salt's not even a real food. Uh, it's so, table salt, your regular table salt is not a real food. It's highly chemicalized. It's got aluminum in it. It's got anti-caking agents in it. Uh... Some of it's bleached. Uh, it does raise your blood pressure, definitely. 
it's you know been proven doctors are right it raises your blood pressure uh, whereas your Celtic sea salt and your Himalayan pink salt are those are real salts they they still have their trace minerals table salt has been stripped of all those trace minerals that are very important Celtic sea salt and, and Himalayan pink salt, the only difference between them is the pink color in Himalayan salt. And it comes from caves. And that's because of an iron oxide, whereas the sea salt comes from the sea. And uh, they have all their trace minerals. The salt does not, it balances out your blood pressure. It does not create high blood pressure. Um, it's just, it's all around good for you. It has a good good absorbable form of iodine whereas table salt doesn't um all those all those good minerals are so important for you and you know that's a start you know choosing uh a better salt you know that get get rid of the table salt and bring in celtic is c-e-l-t-i-c sea salt get a fine one um, the Himalayan pink salt, I'd get both of them and play with them. Uh, Himalayan pink comes in all kinds of different ways to grind up the salt, uh, even down to where there's some that has, it's a stone with a grater, and you can just grate it on your food. So start with some simple things like that, and then we'll get into, uh, it's really important to start reading the labels. And uh, watch out for natural flavors. Watch out for, you know, if the list of ingredients is too long. You know, that should bring a question if it's table salt and not sea salt or Catholic salt. So um, I hope that gives you some place to start. This is a whole, it, you know, give yourself time. Um, you know, if, you're, if you've got a chronic situation, you're going to have to speed it up. That's all there is to it. But if you're in a place where you can start making these changes, I'd like to next go into things like green smoothies. Not smoothies, green smoothies. And celery juice, very, very important. These are some things that you can do that are easy. Um, if you add them, you don't change anything else, but you at least add them as you're improving the quality of your home environment and the choices you're making. So I want to thank you until our next time. Uh, be well, be happy.